Hello there, welcome to PTI. I'm Russell Barwick, Sam Kekovich. <laughs> What's yeah. Sturgeon Mojo? I tell you what, we're on the right track. Uh, finally, the government's come to its senses. We're investing billions of dollars in raising our numeracy and literacy levels. It is fantastic. And, and guess what? What? To counter to help accelerate that process, VB have going to strengthen their ale from 4.6 to 4.9. Well done, moron. <laughs> Having said that, VB can uh, be really nice and just load us up for was Christmas. That last, was that last bit on air? I think it was. Tonight no on the show, uh, Daniel Gill doubles up, the finals heat up, a legend might sign up, and the swimmers muck up. We get uh, the words back in, and Johnny Ralph is up for five good minutes to talk AFL finals. It's all brought to you by sportingbet.com.au, Kekka. But firstly, we Kekka start side. with the NRL. And it's finals time, and first let's have a look at the matchups in the first week among the top four. The Bulldogs play Manly, and my Melbourne take on the Rabbitohs. And I am totally surprised that Manly are favourites to win the first game on Friday night. First up, well done. We've got the right uh, final scenario in the NRL. Yeah. Bulldogs are the best team in the competition. They're playing at home. But everyone's They'll have always a big said crowd. that Manly... Manly fans don't travel. Manly, yes, they win a grand final last year, and they're the defending premiers. But the Bulldogs will win this. The Bulldogs are the greatest living moral certainties of the weekend in rugby league. Well, they're going to have the Dally M winner from fullback. He's going to be... Ben uh, Barber. Ben Barber's going to be there. They've got a big pack, of course. Yeah. They've got a terrific pack. And, of course, it'll be interesting to see how this is refereed. That's what I'm looking forward to. Why? See, because of blockages and see if all those little things that they've been worrying about the last two weeks, which they claim the Storm and Rabbitohs, and I've got a sneaky suspicion that well, this one might be something for Michael Crocker and Greg Inglis. Your blokes aren't going that good. This is a great story. You know, the battle of the fullbacks. This has got all the... You'll be there, won't you? My, I'll be first there in the list. Of course mate. you will. The Storm will win. So the bottom half of the eight, and who cares about this? But still, we've got to go through it. The Cowboys play Brisbane <laughs> and Cronulla travel to Canberra. These are the elimination finals. So who will stay alive and well, who Brisbane cares? Brisbane are gone. Brisbane, Brisbane are gone. Brisbane lucky to beat Penrith last week. See, they're not going to the the they're not gonna go up to the Cowboys and no. uh, beat them in Townsville. I mean, look, they might have a crack and good luck to... But the Cowboys if are going good. there is a good. possibility outside that bottom Cowboys. four, the Cowboys. Because they've got a big pack and, and they've got Canberra. a great attacking thing. Canberra now found the secret. Apparently the secret to winning at home... Is what? ..is you bunker down in a four-star motel outside the capital. You don't go plush like you, North Melbourne... and at the Hyatt. ..at the Hilton and the Hyatt That's and right. the Hur. At the, where do you, the, the Four Seasons, Mate, all of that. we stayed at Caravan Park. You did. We're bereft of you, resources. You own Caravan Parks. You don't stay there. Keep you, it yourself. You wait till people sake. come in and pay. Yeah, and, of yeah. course, Canberra playing Sharks. Canberra won six or seven games in a row and because of their staying at this little joint. So they'll beat Cronulla. Cronulla will be on Mad Monday. Mate, when Monday. you come from North Melbourne, you know what it's like to be bereft of resource. The shin That's bonus. a shin bonus spirit. abattoirs, yeah. caravan parks. Caravan parks. And Where do you uh, live? What's the view that you have of Albert Park? View, we don't. It's all... Uh... You own a whole building. To <laughs> AFL and same deal. First uh, top four matchups. Uh, Hawthorne-Collingwood Friday night. The Swans over in Adelaide on Saturday afternoon. Is there an upset brewing anywhere? No. Uh, Hawthorne wins convincingly over Collingwood. And, uh, They're trekking, aren't they? Did you they see that bloke? Fantastic. Did you see that sub of theirs last week? What was his name? Uh, Rioli somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how, good did, how good did he uh, how go in three that? minutes? He had about eight possessions. The loss of Guerra will be felt, but, yeah. of course, their half-back line. You know, Suckling is arguably the best kick in the competition. You've got Birchall. Birchall. Their midfield is outstanding. I'm a big fan of Josh I think Mitchell, Mitchell wins the... Uh, yeah. 
Mitchell wins the Brownlow. Mitchell wins the Brownlow. Wow. They are, and of course the Buddy Factor, Roughhead, of course. They have got the best precision kicking side in the competition. What about, target. What about my Sydney Swannies? Swans will annihilate the Adelaide Crows. I All tell right, you why. big fella. No, I That's tell you an upset. Now, Adelaide have been fantastic. They've been average. No, there's a lot being said about the favourable draw. They've had a benign draw, there's no doubt about that. But I reckon they're going to have difficulty coping with that contested pill. The ferocity of Sydney Swans in close will stymie a lot of their outboard runners. Yes. And it'll be a real one of those Indian arm wrestles, toing and throwing, which Sydney Swans are very proficient. Now, take it away, Russ. Now, for the bottom (laughs) half of the eight, Geelong taking on Fremantle in Melbourne, and the Kangaroos, the poor old Shimbunas, have to lace up the caravans and drive across the Nullarbor to Perth. Well, we've done it before. We've even hitchhiked across the Nullarbor at times. You're a million to one. No, we aren't a million to one. You're about five to one. We are. We know that we face uh, tremendous Geelong will beat Frio. Geelong beats Frio. But I reckon Frio are a sneaky host. Can I just say... They are a sneaky hope, purely and simply because of Ross Lyon's suffocating tactics. It'd be good to see how Geelong, with their superior skill levels, penetrate that, you know, frugal defence. You know what I liked during the week, uh, listening to the press conference, is how Ross Lyon saw it as an opportunity for Fremantle. Uh, Brad Scott saw it as an opportunity for the Kangaroos. But Chris Scott and the West Coast Eagles were talking about the opposition. So I like the fact that the underdogs are saying, look, it's not about them, it's about us now. I like that. Well, that's Australian way, Russ. What do you expect them to say well, when yeah. you're underdogs? Well, some people can turn it around. Why do we pummel the submission? Come out front. I'm just saying that we're not without a chance. No, you're no hope. But the problem is those big, tall monsters are a bit of a problem I've for I've got us. Johnny Ralph in the background going, they're no hope. They're no Johnny hope. Ralph, what well, he's no. Johnny's been overseas in a uh, junket for three weeks. He's got no idea who even the Prime Minister is anymore. In fact, there's some of us... Move on. Uh, to boxing in Australia's Daniel Gill. Now, what a great story has this been. He's done the unthinkable and beaten Felix Sturm to unify the IBF middleweight and the WBA super middleweight world titles. It's the second time he's travelled to Germany. A split decision, and this guy really... He deserves it. I watched the fight. It was was enthralling. How did that American referee give it 16-8 to the other bloke? sometimes you just don't know, but the fact is that the right decision was... And let's face it, the the Germans aren't uh, easy to beat. When it comes no, to when boxing. they down there, no, no, no. Forty God. or fifty years ago, they were just a walkover. Uh, they ran second there too. <laughs> thank God. But anyway, thank God. But what I'm saying is, this is one of the great stories. But you know what? I'm almost filthy that they're coming back to Australia and then they're saying, "Oh, you got to fight Anthony Mundine." Yeah. Why? What is sure? Mundine's not even on the on the. He on, is on the, the radar because of the no, money factor. The two, the Daniel three people. Gill it is all a depends superstar. how much uh, the IBF and WA, WBA exert their influence to have their own fighters uh, fight him. Mm-hmm. The guy in the wings, of course, is Sam Solomon. Solomon. Uh, Why is, wouldn't they have a rematch over here well, with us could and have the a rematch. But the biggest story is the fact that the, the boxing community at large haven't quite embraced him as a superstar. He's a great individual. Homegrown. He's, he's homegrown. He's, uh, he's very, very. Uh, Family man. Great guy. Very articulate. He's a great ambassador. And no agendas. No, no agendas. agendas. Mm. Jump to him. To swimming, and it's emerged that members of the so-called Weapons of Mass Destruction relay team, including the uh, boy James Magnuson and teammate James Roberts, went out on a bit of a bender the night before the Olympics and then caused havoc at the team hotel in Manchester. Now, these are the blokes that were strutting around the Olympic Village like their you-know-what didn't stink, Mm. and they came up with... Donuts. Now, look, I'm not going to be overly critical with them, but they they are spoiled brats... They are spoiled brats with a size 12 ego with willies of inverse proportions. <laughs> However, I will defend them to a degree. How? That, 
It's the problem with all our sport. What did I say to you two weeks ago when we, we came back we have without got, medals? We have got... We have got problems with disciplines. We've got problems with leadership. We've got problems with management. Where are these coaches and managers and high-profile looking after these people? That's unfair. We have got 200 absolutely wonderful athletes over there at the moment doing outstanding And we take a leaf out of the Paralympics. My be fantastic. Exactly. So it, it's not about... You can't not blame these guys. They have an opportunity. Oh, of course you can not blame coming oh, Russell, back for please. four years' time. You blew it, and you know you blew it, both of you. Most certainly. Go. But also, the management needs a good kick up the you-know-what. They should be on 4.9. Although, Sydney FC are going all out to sign Italian legend Alessandro Del Piero in what many are saying would be the biggest signing in A-League's history. He's 37, going on 57, and the money is apparently $2 million for the season. I'm going to ask you a simple, a rhetorical question. You don't know what that means, but is he worth it? Yes. Well, see, so you're an idiot. Well, I, and the reason well, how is... How was he worth it 10 I'm going to tell you why. An ageing old... I'm going to... Are you going to let me tell you? Yeah. I mean, the first thing, uh, he's an Italian. So, straight away, he's going to bring in such a wealth oh. of supporters. And these people... Bring the money, hit. a lot of it's not going to be paid directly by Sydney FC. A lot will be paid by wealthy Italian businessmen. Hey, get him to come to our restaurant. Here's some money. Yeah. Here's some money. I think it's a great plan because the A-League is hemorrhaging... It is bad news bears for right. every day. They've okay. got teams falling off. They've yeah. got riots at practice games. They've got no teams oh. with any money. And all of a sudden you get this big headline. It puts a good story into a bad situation. Yeah, you know, when you're devoid and bereft of content, <laughs> it sounds poor. Listen to me. Put that camera here. I'll tell you the what bell. the problem That's is. That's the headline. I hope he brings Johnny a time of is here with Italian all the AFL war heroes with him. News, and then we play What's the Word, including a little oh, challenge... For Sam Kekovic. What remember a waste the, of $2 million. You remember the Instead guy of building played... an academy, tutoring our kids, it put $2 million into education. And I... It's our favourite time of the year for a couple of reasons. NRL and AFL Grand Finals are not too far away and uh, it also means we get the big guns into our studio. One of those is Johnny Ralph, our AFL expert. And uh, you heard Kekka's thoughts just a moment or two ago about... The kangaroos, I have to start. Are you like me, giving them absolutely no hope? They're a million to one, so there is a chance. <laughs> I tell you, well, haven't they blown it? I mean, two weeks ago, perfect chance for a home final. You and I were talking Couldn't cover the money against there was, GWS. There's a modicum of uh, opportunity there for them. There's an enormous risk that they might fall flat. They've been talking up all year. They have won one final since 2000. So, look, love Brad Scott. Daniel love... Wells will be back in. Wells will be back in and Grime will be back in. Okay, okay. Back that in. is way too much on a game that yep. uh, most of us uh, don't think will have any bearing on the grand final, but this one will. Collingwood and Hawthorne. Hawthorne, uh, the informed team. Mm -hmm. Uh, they just... They'll miss, obviously, Guerra. They will. They will. They'll miss his kick-out ability and they'll also miss his ability to defend one-on-one -on -one because that's the best thing about these half-backs, these beautiful left-footers. They can also defend one-on-one. -on -one. For me, Hawthorne uh, have supreme confidence in their tactics, which they didn't have last year, this beautiful left-foot game plan. But Travis Cloak... He's the absolute X-factor, and he's Collingwood's only mm, X-factor. They haven't got the pressure to, to disrupt like they did in last year's preliminary final. He won't be playing on Cale Hooker, who is his bunny, and was last week. He's playing back in the form. They've got a brilliant midfield. They do. You know, Pendlebury mm -hmm. and, uh, and the yep. like. Daisy Thomas. Daisy uh, Thomas. Swan. But, but last Swan. time, Swan had 49 possessions. Yeah. Beams kicked four goals. And Hawthorne's yeah. still one with a leg in the air. Do they air. bring doors back in or not? Not for me. No, speaking to people there, no chance as well. Jackson Payne's not the you? answer. Yeah. But, but Collingwood still needs to find a way to isolate. Swanee's in Adelaide? Swanee's, I think Heath Grundy has got some tribunal situations that, that, that are really going to hurt because I think that probably Taylor Walker, who he would have played on, is the informed forward along with Tom Hawkins in the game. Yeah. yeah. Tippett, 
obviously has rebounded from the concussion situation. For me, the pivotal matchup there, can Dangerfield be stopped? He's in rampant form. So someone like Kieran Jack, would he negate his positive side mm. to go and try and play on that wonderful player? They contested the ball, though. See, finally, you got to understand, mm-hmm. finals are different. Yep. The pivotal thing will be the contested ball, yeah. and no one plays that game better than the Swans. Yeah, but this what, will be choking and choking and choking. Bernie Vince, Rory Sloan, yeah. uh, Scott Thompson. I mean, they all play that contested brand as well. Yeah. I know Sydney will try and stifle them. I think the weapons but are there. The Swans at the moment. have got the forwards now. Okay. They certainly do. Geelong and Freo. Do you give mm-hmm. Freo a sneaky chance on recent form? On on Ross Lyon form, I do. I mean, you blokes are talking about uh, the belief. They have got that. Anywhere, anytime, against any side. the loss, though. McFarlane's massive because he... He's All-Australian. He is All-Australian, and he could have played third up. I think Zach Dawson plays on Tom Hawkins now, and and that is a liability. That's a liability. But I tell you what, you know, they have that attitude. They've won four times in in Melbourne. Um, Look, I'm not sure if they win this game, but they've got a chance because I I think Freo have one of probably seven sides that that could win the flag. Mm. A lot of people will discount They'll probably bring back Grover or Silvani, I suppose. Yeah, Yeah, I think think Grover's the man for him. Silvani, a little bit slight... But I just think Geelong have got the wherewithal. It'll be an interesting contest, given the fact that they'll be suffocated yeah. and how they penetrate with their superior skill. No, you're right. Mm. I think Geelong are in the, in the possibility of being the greatest side in football history. I know Collingwood won four from 27, but if they could win four in six years, and no-one's really talking about it, but I think it would put them above Brisbane, who did win three in a row. Yeah. OK, uh, let's have a look at the coaching front just for a second or two. How long before Malthouse uh, confirms he's already signed uh, with Carlton? I think he's enjoying just a little bit of posturing, a little bit of look at me. It's a charade. He hasn't signed on the dotted line, but he's committed to them. He's committed to them emotionally. I think he likes being loved. Does Cloak come across with him, though? <sighs> I'm the one bloke in Australia who thinks he still might play. Uh, might still might stay. Um... Well, it, might be, it might be 150 grand. Why would you leave Collingwood, given that you blo- well, got blokes like Daisy to, Thomas yeah. Swan you'd beans leave down to go you. to Carlton. You might not leave to go to Fremantle or no. you might not leave to go to Melbourne, but you'd certainly leave to go to Carlton. It's not like you're going to a dud team. They're not a dud team, but they're not that close to the premiership yet. Maybe with Cloak and Maltese they might be, but why would you leave? Why wouldn't you be loyal to a club that what has about had your loyalty? Is it, hang on, let me just talk to you about loyalty. Yeah. Uh, Liam Jarrah walks mm. out on Melbourne after yep. they stood behind him. Mark Williams walks mm. out on the GWS with a year to go on his contract and Carlton sacked Brett Ratton. Yeah. Which part of any of those is loyalty? And you probably say the Cameron Cloak and Jason Cloak who are both at Collingwood got dumped as well. So you're right, yeah. there's no loyalty there. OK, let's discount loyalty. He's a better player in the Collingwood side with the Collingwood midfield at the moment and that's why I'd stay. And just quickly on uh, maybe selfish no, just for a second. One quick word on yeah. Brett Ratton. A yep. more dignified exit oh, I've no, never agreed. seen in football. Quite outstanding. It wasn't about an him. Individual. Yeah, it was about the players and for me he's the perfect uh, um, man Good to fill Port in Adelaide. at Port Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah, he's accomplished. He's got better every year. Yes, the football department spending and you know the presidential situation is, is a worry but he should be a senior coach. The only bloke who could displace him was Mick Malthouse. I just hope it works for good. Carlton because it could backfire very badly. And oh, now pressure is on. Mark Williams walked out on GWS. Mm-hmm. Where does that leave that little franchise which the AFL have sunk $20 million yeah. plus into? $220 million bucks. That's an extraordinary uh, sum over seven years. It leaves him in real trouble. I'm not saying he didn't have weaknesses, but he got him to play the hard, tough football. And he was the man behind the scenes while Sheeds was doing the very valuable marketing it's a really big role for them to fill. Well, that right. unless he gets a very good assistant. Spot on. Big story there if you want to follow it up about mm. how he left and uh, how it was received internally. Well, what do you know, Rusty? I know things. You I know just said things. his goodbyes, did he? Just, I know uh, people. He didn't. He <laughs> waited ten minutes, mm-hmm. then was out the door and on a plane shortly after. He done so well for him. He needs to. He needed to be more dignified. What's didn't the it? word is coming up, starring the Wallabies, Andy Roddick, the NFL, and a super duper PTI exclusive challenge. 
for the lamb burger man right next to me. <laughs> what have you got up your sleeve? Just something. Always something tricky. Little... Well, I got this. Here we go with What's the Word, our favourite all-time segment. We've got a statement. We've got to fill in the missing word. Let's get stuck into it. First up, Let's the go. Wallabies are none from two in the rugby championship. Four games to go, starting this week with South Africa. So by the end of the series, the Wallabies will be what? I am suggesting they're going to be winless. Wow. And you know why? Why? Because they lack creativity, they lack flair, and they lack commitment. They're boring. <laughs> and that's where they're going to end up at the bottom end of the pool. And then they'll be recruiting, which ah. is my one as well. But where I, will they go to recruit? I don't know, but I too think that they will be last. Yeah. Uh, they might not be winless. They might get over Argentina Who? against... Uh, they won't get the over Argentina. Coast, but they won't beat them in uh, wherever you know, Punta del Este or wherever they're going to play over <laughs> there. <laughs> Punta del Este? That was a good grab. I like that. Um, that is uh, what we think about the Wallabies. Unfortunately, I think the time is nigh for one... Uh, Robbie Deans. Andy Roddick is retiring from tennis after the US Open, so he will be remembered as what? Well, Andy Roddick in my book will be remembered as workmanlike. He is the pro's pro. Hard-working, uh, just short of that top echelon, a huge serve, limited ground strokes, but always up there in that top four or five, but just couldn't quite get from base camp to the summit. We won a Grand Slam. We won a Grand Slam at, uh, US, at Open. US Open. He is going to be remembered as your All-American apple pie strike oh, how guy. How many words apple pie, Blonde Russell? Blonde hair, good looking. How many words is apple pie? It's one. <laughs> Long one. Where's the cream? There's a dash in the middle. <laughs> The reason I say that, look, he is all American. He's married the blonde bombshell in Brooklyn Decker and he gets a thumbs oh, up. That's irrelevant. I he's like married. Andy Roddick. I really like him. I like Pete Sampras. You know what I like? They've got a bit of attitude about I him. Reckon just... our, uh, I reckon he's boring. Well, why didn't you write that? I couldn't spell it. <laughs> uh, next up, the NFL gets underway this week. Now, it's seriously getting some legs in this country. Yes, it's on ESPN. It's not a free plug. But with the footy finished here, many fans are turning to the NFL over cricket in the summer. So NFL watching in this part of the world is what? Is building a base. <laughs> uh, from a very uh, low base, it's gradually gaining some traction. It's got a lot of appeal. It's quick. It's moving. Uh, unlike, You're not a uh, fan, are you? You were a fan or you are no, a fan? A fan. I'm started, a, I no. love it. I think the oh, NFL is my newfound leisure. Oh, oh, a bit of play on words. Yeah, yeah, work. yeah. Oh. I'm good. Um, only reason is I hate cricket. I, I just don't get into cricket anymore. And you dislike, so I, you don't I, hate. I, exactly. I don't dislike. hate anything. I dislike cricket. And what I'm liking, except for the 2020, and what I'm liking about the NFL is you get a little bit of uh, traction. Blokes at work are talking about it. Yeah. Your mates are talking about it. It's vibrant. It's effervescent. This is Makes you feel good. you like. On Sunday, the US National Buffalo Wing Championships, Joey Chestnut, our man, set a new world record eating 191 chicken wings in 12 minutes. He also won the hot dog eating contest, 68 dogs in 10 minutes. So Joey's a... Well, glutton. But I put the Y on thinking I didn't read the script. It should have just been a glove. Joey's a pig. I mean, how do you... I can't... Why, unless you're at an all-you-can-eat restaurant, why would you need to eat 68 hot Joey dogs Joey must in 10 have minutes? a small and large intestine the length of the highway. chicken wings, which brings me oh, to God. our PTI oh, challenge. How ah. many lamb chops can you get into... In a three-minute... Hang on. Three-minute yeah. ad break. So that's yeah. uh, next up. We're going to have happy birthday to a swimming great. Bye-bye to several NRL greats. Our sporting bet, best bets of the week. 
You have three minutes to eat. Fight the gun. Twelve. Fire the gun. Lamb chops. Rip in, fat boy. No, no, you gotta eat them. That's only half eaten. No, you've got to eat the whole one until you keep going. Not sure if it's a world record, but 12 lamb chops in one ad break. Uh, take that, Joey Chestnut. What a labour of love that was, let me assure any you. any chance of sharing it with any of us? Jesus, <laughs> you're a pig. Happy birthday this week to Dawn Fraser, the swimming legend is 75. What do you reckon she would think of the state she of uh, swimming at this she time in Australia? She would not be happy because uh, big heads and uh, no results. Not so uh, happy anniversary this week, but yet an important one. 40 years since the Munich massacre took place at the Olympics. 11 Israeli athletes, a coach and a policeman were killed in the Olympic Charter's darkest moment. Just shocking. I just watched a documentary just recently on that. It was staggering. And happy trails to a stack of big-name retirements in, our, in the NRL. Nathan Hindmarsh, Luke Burt, Dean Young, Ben Hornsby, Petro Sivaneseva, Colin Best, Michael Luck and Aaron Payne. We all salute you, champions. Especially uh, Hornsby. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Hornsby and Ben Hornby. Ben Hornby. Uh, now for the big finish, and the Socceroos are back on deck this week. Play Lebanon in a friendly, followed by that all-important World Cup qualifier against Jordan. Surely we can uh, score a goal, eventually. You would think so, wouldn't you? Maybe. And in Formula One, there was carnage at the start of the Belgian Grand Prix as several cars crashed out of the race. Jensen Button ended up winning. Vettel was second and Weber was sixth. The Aussie closed the gap on series leader Fernando Alonso, but slipped to third in the standing. Okay. Did you watch the start of that? Didn't watch a oh. uh, lap of it. For the Paralympics in Australia, is 16 gold, 48 medals in total so far, fourth on the table. The top five well and truly in sight come to the end of the Games. Well done to all of our Paralympian stars. Indeed, sir. In fact, we're going to swap you around next day in four years' time. You'll be in the main event. This week's quote of the week comes from Mike Tyson when asked about Shane Warne. I know Shane Warne. He's still fighting. <laughs> oh, God. Great they go mates. Wait. These two they they go. know each other very, very well. Now for our sporting bet, best bets of the week. And I like the Bulldogs to beat Manly Friday night in the Rugby League. And Craig Bellamy storm to absolutely wrap the, the uh, Rabbitohs. Yeah, you think? I think the Rabbitohs... Okay, fair enough. Sporting bet think Hawthorne, Geelong in the double in the AFL is an absolute certainty. Hawthorne Friday night, Geelong on Saturday night. And that is it. Uh, don't forget to check out footytips.com.au Now we are starting an NFL tipping contest of course this week it starts you can download the podcast in the iTunes store and of course you can catch all of the action in the NFL right here ESPN right through until Super Bowl in New Orleans next year I'm Russell Barwick and as always I'm Sam Kekovic and if you've got a problem have a lamb chop you know it makes sense well yeah you don't want to have a lamb burger they're outrageous lamb chops lamb chops 12 in 3 minutes didn't give me one.